Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody out there in podcast land. You are in tune to another episode of Intrinsic Motivation from a Homie's Perspective. This is Hamza, and I am really happy about our guests that we're going to speak with today. Some are for for selfish reasons. Uh, We'll discover some of the questions that I asked during the podcast, but she has been a family doctor since 1990, and she is a certified hypnotherapist and an author to boot and a business owner of Dollar Fizz in Florida. I mean, 24 hours in a day, anyone says they don't have enough time, uh, we need to speak to our guest today. Uh, without further ado, I'd like to welcome our, our, our doctor slash hypnotherapist slash author. She has actually written a book, The Reading Glasses Lie, and she's going to reveal secrets to clear vision after the age of 40. So now you know why I'm a little selfish and wanting to get this information as well. Without further ado, I'd like to welcome Dr. Natalie Fize to the podcast. Welcome, Natalie. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Absolutely, yes, yes. We had some hurdles, but we got through it, and that's what Intrinsic Motivation is all about. So I'm glad you're able to make it today. (laughs) I'm glad to be here. Yes, I, I like it because I like interviewing someone with your background because you have the traditional medical background and you have the, I guess, quote-unquote, alternative. So you're actually living proof that we don't have to fight amongst each other, no Hatfields or McCoys. We take what works on both sides and put it together so we can be our ultimate self. Would you agree? Yes, best of both worlds, definitely. Absolutely, and, yeah. Uh, you know that when, when a doctor is, is uh, certified, the oath that we take is primam nacere, which means do no harm, first things. Mm. Makes a lot of sense. And you're talking yeah, about not something. All, not always applied, though. <laughs> uh, isn't that the truth? And I, I'm really interested in speaking with you because, I mean, your book, The Reading Glasses Lie, I'd like for you to go into the impetus of writing the book and what's the traditional way people regard reading glasses and let's dispel some of those myths out there. Okay. Actually, I was, uh, I was starting my series because uh, in my medical practice uh, for 25 years, I was in family practice, but I was mainly delivering babies. And I was start, uh, starting to write my books about the pregnancy chronicles, but I got sidetracked at age 41 because I, I started seeing the letter fuzzy in my books and, and I had to push the book away. And uh, I asked my sister and she goes, well, just buy the cheap uh, reading glasses at the dollar store and then you increase the strength until you hit 3 or 3.5. And then you need to see an, uh, an optometrist who's going to sell you like more expensive uh, glasses or contacts and you'll go from there. So after a couple, I bought a, a pair uh, of glasses, and after a couple of months, the letters were fuzzy again, even with the reading glasses. So I bought a second pair, which was stronger, after a couple of months. And right before putting those glasses in front of my eyes, I said, there must be a better way. That My body's not flawed, that at 41, that's it, my eyes are giving up on me. So I researched everything, and I have a lot of my friends in my uh, medical promotion, like at my medical class, that ended up being ophthalmologist, which is the eye specialist, not the glasses specialist, but the eye specialist. And I contacted them saying, you know, what's happening? And they all said, well, you're aging. That's it. Just get some 
uh, reading glasses or contacts or LASIK, and that's it, you're doomed, and, and it's part of aging. So I researched everything, and they were wrong because I'm 54 now, and I can read without glasses and contacts and LASIKs, of course. No, I, I think that's phenomenal, and, and that's part of my uh, selfishness for wanting to speak with you because I got LASIK about 20 years ago, and maybe about – six months ago, things didn't seem as clear. And I'm like, oh, I fought it for 20 years. I guess I got to go and get the reading glasses <laughs> and, and fall in line. But and then I came across your book. So you're going to give me some extra yes. years that I won't need it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there's four secrets to uh, re- uh, not needing reading glasses. And um, the bad news is when we hit 40 or 50, depends, like we don't age at the same time. Like people have gray hair at 20 years old, some at 60 still have brown hair. So, but we'll put a cutoff line at 40 and that's when we start getting wrinkles and back pains and joint pains and all that stuff. So let's say we age more at 40, just for argument's sake. So uh, there's four secrets not to use any apparatus and it's use it or lose it. So uh, if you use reading glasses, it's like you're putting your eyes in a wheelchair. You're not using them. They're not focusing. They're not doing anything. So that's why they get worse. That's why you need to increase the strength. That shows that the eyeglasses are not the solution. They're the problems, actually. And same thing is for contacts. Same thing is if you're reading with a magnifying glass because you're not using your eyes. They're not focusing. They're not doing their exercises. So they're paralyzing. That's why you need to increase the strength. And LASIK is a different ball game, but there's complication with LASIKs. And um, there's a, a, one of the uh, first uh, men that approved, he was working for the FDA then, he approved LASIK. And now he's, uh, 10 years later, he's not work, working for the FDA anymore, but he's asking for a ban of LASIK, which is a little over the top, right, if you want my opinion, because some people had LASIK and they loved it, like you loved it for 20 years. But he said he was lied to that the side effects was only 1%. It's actually 20%. So one thing you can get after LASIK is halos. It's like you see a glare around lights, and many people cannot uh, drive at night from halos. The worst I heard was that the flip can, can uh, detach so, because they, they do cut off the cornea. So that, that flip and just reading that is like, ugh, no. <laughs> and there has been... There has been a couple of people that committed suicide after LASIK and they, they really in their suicide letters saying it's because of the LASIK because their eyes were like really out of whack and they were going insane. So, so wow. I, I'm not for yep. LASIK. <laughs> yeah. Sure. And yeah, thanks for sharing the extreme. Cause <laughs> it's like if, it, if there's that the worst and I fall less than that, then I'll be okay. And yes. I know from my, my personal experience, uh, I did have halos maybe about six months. I had the same surgeon that did tigers. And so mm-hmm. uh, uh, tiger, tiger, uh, tiger Woods. And so mm-hmm. it's been pretty good, it's, except I, I had to wear or I continue to wear eye drops. Like I can't go mm-hmm. a whole day without eye drops. Yeah, dry eyes, dry eyes is a very common side effect. So yeah. honestly, what, what I like is I've got a, one pair of good eyes. And, and like people who use reading glasses, they have like five pairs, one in the car, one in the house, and they're always looking for their glasses. So I have one good pair that's in front of my, eye, in front of my face, and they work like they're, they're ready. <laughs> 
So let's, let's get into the four secrets. The fir first secret, and then your audience is going to go, oh, she's so stupid. But the first secret is stop wearing uh, reading glasses. And I know some people say, well, I need them. Well, if, and depends how strong you use them. If you're at 3.0, you're going to have to wean yourself. So you go 2.5. And don't grab them the second you need to read something. Uh, just try it. Try to read, try to different light, like have proper lighting to you. You cannot read in the dark. We're not bionic uh, people anymore. So we're not mm -hmm. young anymore. But uh, take your time, take a deep breath. And also, um, the, the second thing is exercises. There's two kinds of exercises. The first one is regular exercises. You get to get the heart pumping. And then again, we do the disclaimer, ask your doctor, blah, blah, blah. I don't want you to have a heart attack or whatever. But uh, we have to keep active. There's no more freebies. We cannot eat pizza and party all night and, and be fresh in the morning. So we have to exercise. We have to take care of our body for all the right reasons. And the second part of exercises is eye exercises because nowadays we're almost always looking at either our cell phones or a computer. So our eyes are stuck at the same distance of focus. So they're not, you know, they're not working. They're not doing anything. So that's why I, I, I call the eye exercises eye push-ups. <laughs> so you get, you get your eyes out of the wheelchair and you have to start uh, pumping the – because it's the – we don't even know what – causes presbyopia which is like the need well it's not the need because we don't need it but the use of reading glasses but what we know is what what could be the problem is the lens is stiffer and the muscles around the lens is stiffer well if the muscles don't work if you're always uh, looking forward at the same distance you're not doing anything so you have to do eye exercises so that's um, things that I show how to do Okay. And, and the so... third, okay, we're getting at the third element. The third element is nutrients, and we all know about antioxidants and all that stuff. So um, it's kind of hard, for, at least for me. I, I've had some people saying, I eat my bowl of kale every day. Well, good for you, but <laughs> I'm not going to sign mm -hmm. up for that. So uh, either in your diet, but it's a lot of, of course, the good thing, the greens and, and the vegetables and the antioxidants, lutein, uh, zeaxanthin. So honestly, I take a supplement because I, I don't eat my bowl of kale every day. So it's the same supplements that they did in the ARID study, the age-related eye disease study, and it also protects against uh, macular degeneration. So we're killing two birds with one stone with that one. So that's three. Okay, and here's four. Um, there's a long way from the stomach to the eyes, and also uh, the eyes are not vascularized much. So even if you eat all the proper nutrients or you take the proper supplements, uh, you need something topical. So I created eye drops that are the nutrients that are uh, just, just like we put uh, cream on our wrinkle because we're missing uh, collagens and, and other uh, amino acids. So I just created eye drops that I put. Honestly, people focus a lot on the eye drops going, on, okay, magic drops, you know, like they like magic pill, the easy fix. But that's the least of the program. The program is really don't use your reading glasses. You're making your eyes worse. And that's the proof because you need to increase the strength. So stop uh, molesting your eyes like that. <laughs> <laughs> Since you put it that way, I think I need to put them down. <laughs> yes. 
Well, I, I joke because uh, I'm doing a, a study right now, a comparative study. We'll get back to that in Guatemala about uh, my method uh, compared to using reading glasses. And I joke to people, I say, don't use your reading glasses unless you have a million-dollar contract and there's like little, little fonts, then read the fine prints, yeah. But uh, honestly, most of the times you can just um, – and you, you're going to see like progression, like – the first times I, I saw clearly again without glasses, I was like, wow. And now I had a friend and, and it's been like uh, 13 years since I, you know, researched all this. And I have a friend who goes, well, is your vision improving? And I was going like, can I improve? It's already like normal. So <laughs> it was kind of a weird mm. question. <laughs> you're, you're talking so getting, a lot about, you're talking a lot about how strong the the mind is, right? Because you mentally, you you had this determination not to use said glasses and you had a desired result, whereas others are like, I'm 40, I need to wear uh, eyeglasses or reading glasses, and that's the end of the show. Yeah, well, people who say, oh, I need my reading glasses, I'm, I'm not going to start a fight with them. I'm, I'm not like, I don't want to convert people. Just like I created a program of hypnosis for childbirth and some of my patients were, were delivering at, you know, faraway hospital. And they said, well, my doctor doesn't want me to use hypnosis. And I said, well, don't tell him. Just say, I'll relax and close my eyes. You don't have to, don't start a fight. Don't waste your energy on non-believers or whatever. So, yeah, you have, mm-hmm. to, you have to be motivated. And uh, the good thing is, though, that the results are pretty fast. Uh, getting back to my Guatemala study, I, uh, I have 100, I enrolled 191 uh, people in my study. I split the group into um, group A and group B. Group A is doing my methods, so uh, using the eye drops, uh, doing the eye exercises and not using reading glasses and the supplements. And group B uh, was using reading glasses. I I tested them, I tested their strength. And after one month, even, even though I was expecting the results, I was floored by the results because group A, the one that was doing um, not using reading glasses, they all improved or stayed the same, and it, it went as much as 1.25 strength difference in one month. Wow. So that, that was impressive. And group B all worsened or stayed the same. The people that use reading glasses, many needed stronger reading glasses after one month. So mm. that's impressive. Absolutely. And are you going to get that published, or is it published already? Uh, I'm in. I'm going back in two weeks for uh, the six months. Uh, I, I might not get it published because it has. It's not double blind because I was the only experimenter. So you know, I knew which group people were in. So it's not like, uh, and you know, I I didn't do it in the U.S. with all the committees and all that stuff. And that was on purpose. I wanted. I always want to do things fast because life is short. So I wanted fast results, which I got. So I, it might not be publishable per se because it has some bias, but the main thing is to open the door to saying there's something there. <laughs> Absolutely. And you'll be very proud of me. I, I wanted to let you know that before our podcast started, I made sure that I had a glass of water by me. And you talk about the importance of water, but I never really put the two with water and eye health. Yeah, I actually I have my glass of water next to me too, and I've been sipping. So, <laughs> cheers. <laughs> so, yes, uh, when we're dehydrated, and it's a known fact that uh, older people are dehydrated. They're dry as a bone. Sometimes if you look at grandpa, he's 
he looks like a dry cookie. So, um, and the good example is when you're like, when you have a hangover is because you're dehydrated because even though you drank, let's say 16 beers or whatever, um, alcohol is diuretic. It makes you pee. So they say drink one beer, pee two, pee two beers. But uh, in the next day, your eyes is out of whack. You're seeing fuzzy because you're dehydrated. So it's kind of pulling your, your eyes, eyes in their socket. So you need to drink. And we never drink enough water. We're supposed to drink eight to ten glasses per day, and we don't. <laughs> One thing that I, I found with uh, – I'm a big software guy. I love technology and all. And before I used to think, you know, with the human brain, oh, yeah, I drink enough water. And then when I downloaded a water app and it kept giving me that reminder, I was just really surprised at how much water I wasn't drinking as opposed to what I thought I was drinking. Oh, definitely. So the the other thing I wanted to talk about was um, I'm a huge people watcher too. And in your <laughs> book, you were talking about being at the airport and Talk a little bit about uh, the discovery, because we're talking about turning 40 or over 40 in reading glasses, but this issue comes along, in my opinion, a lot earlier than 40 with regards to uh, glasses and having to wear them. Mm-hmm. Well, if, if you look, if, if you're sitting at the airport doing nothing, I love to look at people, and, or if you're at a conference, you look around and seems like everybody's wearing glasses. And, and then the ones that are not wearing the glasses, many are wearing contacts or add LASIK. So it's as if like, is there someone with regular eyesight in here? <laughs> and honestly, I don't know where we're going with this. But um, what, uh, the problem that we see is the, again, the electronics that we use. And uh, if you have a younger audience or if people have children or grandchildren, they have to warn them not to bring the cell phone in the bedroom. That's the worst thing you can do. Well, first, you don't get your good sleep because you, you get the bong bong and all those messages and you get the, your REM sleep is disturbed. And second, the worst thing you can do for your eyes with your cell phone is uh, if you're in the dark and you look at the screen, then the blue light goes right in your eyes. And if you're in the dark, your pupils are dilated to catch as much of the light as possible, so you're really harming your eyesight. Mm. Wow. I, I know that some people and, it's really hard because it's right, it's near you at every waking moment and sleeping moment. So you're saying don't it should have not, that. It should not be. And there's also electri- electromagnetic waves, which are disturbing, like, our cells and everything. So it should not come in the bedroom. And um, I, like you said, I, I have a dollar store, so, you know, I have time and it's not that busy. So I did an unofficial survey. I surveyed 100 people about their cell phones because I was concerned about electromagnetic waves. Most people know about it, but they don't care. They care about their phone and everything. But mm. all the uh, government guidelines right now are as if you use your cell phone two to four hours per day. And in my survey, everybody said it's on 24-7. And at 30%, and that was a bonus, I didn't, I didn't think of that question, but it kept coming back. 30% of people sleep with their cell phone under their pillow. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, no. <laughs> That's bad. Get a life. You know, give yourself a break. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in addition to the eyes, because uh, I used to be a road warrior, so I used to always be at the airport. And a lot mm. of guys used to wear their, or have their, they didn't wear it, but they had their, 
laptop in their lap. And then, you know, science came out and said that if you want to have babies, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know, don't Mm -hmm. do it. Or women that used to keep their phone in their bra, you know, you had to stop doing Mm -hmm. that also. And so with regards to eyes, I I wanted to ask you because we're going into this realm, or, or some would say we're already there with this virtual reality, and you're seeing commercials with everyone having these uh, devices up to their faces, and how much damage is that happening? I mean, are they doing to themselves? Should it be like only an hour a day, or should they just throw those those headsets away? We we don't have any experience on those devices, and and I saw like the new thing is the VR in a contact lens, and the battery will be included in it. So if the battery explodes, mm. your eyes explode. I'm like, no, no. And people on the comments were saying, can't wait to get it, can't wait to get it. I'm like, no, this is insane. <laughs> like, you know, our eyes are not meant to have, like, those kind of apparatus. It's, it's insane. <laughs> wow. And, and then some people, you know, are trying to make money. So there's the, the glasses against Blu-rays, the, the blue lights coming from the – but the best thing is, you know, you, we can all do it. It's hard. I know people are shaking, but – cut down on the time that you use your, you look at your screens. That's the first thing. Second thing Mm -hmm. is you can definitely put the brightness to the lowest. That's what I do with my phone. And the only time I have to put it uh, more bright is when people ask me, well, when I show them something on my phone, they go, I can't see anything. I'm like, oh, okay, let me put the brightness for you. But I'm used to it. (laughs) And that comes back to whatever you ask your eyes, they're going to give it to you if you are patient enough and if you do it right. Uh, so let me ask you this, because I, I laughed many times while reading your book. I mean, it does have that comedic slant to it. And so you get a lot of epiphanies, like a lot of people in the middle of the night. So do you turn all the lights on and then get back to writing your book, or, or are you writing in the dark? Uh, I have a, a pen and a, a pad next to my bed, so I just empty my brain and go right back to REM sleep. But sometimes, like Jerry Seinfeld in the morning, I cannot read what I wrote. (laughs) (laughs) But most of the time, and even though I say it happened to me, even though I said, you know, I'll remember, I don't need to write it down. By morning, you had two rims of washing out everything, and you're like, darn, I know it's there, but you cannot remember it. So, yeah, just pen and, and paper next to my bed and just go from there. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when you're when you're going through REM sleep and you're dreaming, do you ever see anybody when you're dreaming wear glasses? Uh, no, actually, no. <laughs> yeah, ne- neither have I. And when I was reading your book, I was I'd never even thought of that question. But it, mm. it seems like a, a, such a crutch today um, that it, you see so many, and, and, and it's actually associated with being smart in some circles. So some people mm-hmm. may be wearing glasses, even though they don't need them. I think that's funny. Well, well, yeah, some people wear zero strength, uh, glasses, but then your eyes is focusing on that window that's in front of you. So it's not focusing at the right distance. So that's bad. You're harming your eyes, your mm-hmm. profession. So wear a scarf, a scarf, wear a beret, whatever, but don't wear glasses. <laughs> <laughs> like who, who, would, who would wear who would wear crutches just you know for fashion just to well some people do actually just get pity but that's different <laughs> yeah, sure we're not talking about them today Nat. <laughs> so. no okay let's get back to the eyes <laughs> sure because i do want to ask you i mean i don't wear glasses like i mentioned i wear lasik i had lasik 
But mm. over the past couple of years, I've won, I've worn those glasses that have the, uh, I think they're blue, what are the blue light reflector. And so mm-hmm. it actually, it, there's this big argument about, you know, is it all in our mind? These glasses don't work. I mean, they don't have any, any, any prescription to them, but they're supposed mm-hmm. to block out that ex- excess light when you're looking at your screen for too long. Yeah, when I researched those, it was like, yeah, maybe they work, maybe they don't. It's a, it's a big business because then, but if you put your uh, blue uh, uh, filtering glasses and you look at your screen 12 hours per day, that's not good. Okay, I think the best sure. thing is to cut down on how much you look at your screen. And if you have to work, and I work at my computer, you know, a lot. Uh, if you have to, uh, they say uh, every 20 minutes, look 20 feet away and uh, for mm-hmm. 20 seconds. And I add to that, stand up, go get some water, drink a glass of water, and then, you know, pump up the oxygen and, and look in the distance too. And actually sometimes you go back to your computer and you have solved the problem that you've been on for because you, you change your, your mindset and you pumped up some blood to your brain. So. Absolutely. I, and I, I did find, just like I used the example with the, with the water app, I have a free app on my on all of my screens that the screen will actually go black and I think it's mm-hmm. yeah twenty minutes and you got to walk away for like four minutes and before initially I, I found myself just cutting it off like no I'm in the middle of something but then if I had a headache at the end of the day I'm like okay I need to start listening mm-hmm. and paying attention to this app so awesome the, the other yeah. trick is uh, we were talking about dry eyes either if you had LASIK or if you're older you're drier. Uh, so whenever mm. you click the mouse, you blink, and you're going to mm. see that you blink a lot, <laughs> and that's good because uh, all the eye drops on the market, and, and they, the FDA has been, uh, you know, chasing eye, eye drops and closing so many manufacturers in the, in the last year. It's, it's incredible, but uh, of all the eye drops, the best one are our own tears. That's the perfect composition for what our eyes need. So definitely blinking is what we should be doing instead of putting, like, drops and all that stuff. I love that you said our own tears, and you're, you're doing your book a disservice because you, you, <laughs> I think you went the whole gamut of checking out all the different drops, from Ayurvedic to the most expensive could you share some of your experiences without naming company names, of course, and using the, the different eye drops? Yes. Uh, well, most didn't work, honestly. Um, the homeopathic, homeopathy, the basis of it as a scientific person, like I did seven years in college, is the dilution of a dilution of a dilution. So we're basically getting water at $19 a bottle. So that just put regular sterile water, just boil water and put it in a little eyedropper if, if you need it. But um, like I said, our uh, tears have the right sodium and, and uh, the, the, the water, and it, it, it's the perfect composition. The other one, Ayurvedic and, and uh, what they call bright eye, which is a, a flower and everything, I didn't see any difference, honestly, and they were expensive. I mean, teeny-weeny bottles for $20, so... Yeah, none of them worked. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like uh, they're uh, they're taking advantage of a, a desperation potentially, right? If you're sitting, if you're not, if you haven't read your book, right, and you don't know the four secrets, your your eyes are dry and you have headaches and you you want to solve this problem, and so I guess the, mm-hmm. that 
easy, quick microwave result is to pay $20 for that, what, one-third of a, a fluid ounce in that bottle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I found is, you know, when I uh, looked at uh, all those drops and uh, some had, like, really cute names. There's a, Amopetsi has, is, is good at finding, like, really, really cute names. But in the ingredients, I, I found some names, and I was like, what is that new substance? And it was salt. <laughs> you know, they don't call it salt mm-hmm. because who would pay $20 for salt? But it was salt. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And what's the – I forgot the, uh, the term for salt uh, that we can – for those that read the labels. Mm-hmm. So what well, is there, it that you're looking so, for? So, there's sodium natrium. There, there's um, there was another one that uh, I put in my book. I, it, the name escapes me right now, but it was really a very nice name, and it, it's it's uh, salt. So yeah. <laughs> and and just like eye exercises, you don't need to pay for eye exercises. Well, first they're all over the internet, and if you look on YouTube, uh, Paul McCartney, the ex Beatle, shows you. Uh, he calls it eye yoga, but it's actually the the one that I showed. Uh, to, to my uh, patients in Guatemala is um, you just, you know, uh, roll your eyes, you do a big clock, and then you can, the best you can do for your muscles are around your eyes, uh, around the crystal, the, the lens, is to do diagonal. So upper right and then lower left, and you really pull. And I mean, your, your head has to be like it's in cement. You don't move your head, that's called cheating, okay? If you move your head, your, your muscles, your eye muscles are not uh, functioning. So you keep your head as if it's in cement, and then you look upper right, lower left, and then you do um, upper left, lower right, and then you can do a big clock. And the big clock, you just do all like all the hours. You imagine a big clock in front of you. I'm showing you with my hands right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, radio. <laughs> so you, you do a big clock, and and actually you have to do it really really slow and you really have to pull on the muscle. Sometimes it might make you nauseous because you're really pulling muscles. And I was showing that exercise to a woman and she goes, "It hurts." And I'm like, "Yes." Just like if you go at the gym and it hurts, you're waking up muscles. So, yay. <laughs> no pain, no gain. <laughs> so, the good thing is uh to do one clock and then you do it uh um uh, counterclockwise for another 3 minutes. And the good thing is three minutes is a commercial break. So when you're watching TV, whenever there's a commercial break, you can do your eye exercises. It doesn't have to be I have to commit to my eye exercises. You can do it right in front of the TV. <laughs> I, li- I like that. And, and the, for all the people like me that watch DVR, <laughs> and so we kind of escape past those commercials, those are opportunities mm-hmm. where you can exercise your eyes. And, and it makes me well, think of you the get, argument. when you get that – when you get that, when you get that four-minute uh, alarm and you have to go blank, you can get your drink of water, walk around, and then you uh, do your eye exercises. You got plenty of time. <laughs> but the main uh, thing is yeah. that my message is that uh, some people say I don't have time. You always have time. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I was saying I, if you're at a red light and you know I have a red light here, it's five minutes. Seriously, so I have time to roll my eyes. Or, and and it, it, you don't have to buy uh, those programs and DVDs. You can actually use your index finger, and everybody has one, hopefully, or, you know, any other finger, and you just put it 12 inches uh, in front of your nose at eye level, and you look at your index finger, and then you look in the different distance as if you're looking through your index finger, and then you go back, and you, you're going to feel your eyes contracting. Mm, okay. When you're, there's, 
people that look at we're talking 40 plus or maybe 30 plus with the eye issues mm-hmm. that we have and there there's the school of thought that people still like to touch paper and there's some that are just attached to the hip with their kindle or their electronic book reader is it better in your eyes to have the regular book or does it matter uh, regular book is better because the light from a reader comes from the reader towards your eyes, so it's going into your eyes, which is not meant to be like that. The uh, extreme example is um, many of the eye exercises were described by uh, Dr. William Bates, who was an ophthalmologist, I think, in the 1920s, 1930s. And he had it all right, except for one thing. He described one thing that was called sunning. He said, one hour per day, look directly at the sun. And then he said, there's only one woman that went blind for a year. And duh. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that's not recommended. Definitely no. That's why like solar eclipse, you don't look at the sun and all those <laughs> cautions. So yes. But same thing, uh, the device is not as strong as the sun, but it's, uh, you know, light coming into your eyes, which is not meant to be that way. Uh, I did, I, I want to share this with you also, uh, because I, I, like others, may find themselves indoors a lot because you were on your electronics working or, you know, goofing off or what have you. And I started seeing, like, um, what do you call them? The um, uh, little, cl- not clouds, like little black, clusters and floaties the floaters, floating floaters. Bodies. yeah 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 and mm-hmm. i noticed when i went outside for a little while and i didn't have, before i used to just as soon as i i saw sunlight I, my sunglasses were on and i did look at the sun but if i went out without sunglasses for any limit of any period of time in that hour or less those eye floaters went away mm-hmm. yes yes it's good to have like natural light but not look directly at the sun, definitely. And I, I met someone who was 70, and she goes, I don't need reading glasses because I, I go outside and uh, I don't use sunglasses. So that was interesting. I'm like, okay, people are, you know, bringing me their messages. So, yes, definitely. And they did a study in China, and it's funny because they, they got the kids outside for one hour per day, and it's, it's mm-hmm. wonder, like, they weren't going outside before the study. <laughs> But anyways, they found out that their eyesight got better and, and their mood got better, their sleep, everything got better, of course. And, you know, I guess outside they were also moving. But, you know, you needed a study to find that out. <laughs> but definitely <laughs> the, their rate of myopia went down uh, just by going outside. And, you know, because outside you can you have things to focus in the distance as well. So that's interesting. I'm glad you highlighted also, that. They liked. Mm-hmm. No, I'm glad you highlighted that, and it's a shame that it wasn't here in the States because in the States there are a lot of schools that took recess away and kids aren't going out as much as a generation ago. And well, so that's not a shame. Only are they... We're going we're to pay the bill. We're going to pay the bill down the line very mm. fast. <laughs> sure. Well, the, the children obesity is, is, is skyrocketing right now, and that's not something we saw 100 years ago. So. And then metabolic syndrome is, is just like, uh, you know, high blood pressure, diabetes, and, and uh, uh, overweight. That, that's all from sugar and not moving, and it, it's, it's all life habits. There's something we can do about that, definitely. Yeah. Well, and then di- and diabetes, diabetes affects the eyes, like, really badly. So that's one thing people can do, too, is control, well, not control their diabetes with a pill, because 
a pill will lower your sugar, but it doesn't treat the problem. So you have to exercise, you have to stop eating all those carbs and all those transformed um, food, and then, then exercise more. <laughs> I was a little scared today. I, I had to buy some groceries, and I, I went into the cereal aisle, and I noticed that there's like um, Hershey's, I mean, I shouldn't have said the name, but there's like chocolate kisses, there's donuts, there's cookies, uh, chocolate chip cookies, all of, all of these are in cereal form now. <laughs> and so I'm sure yes. for the, the kids, are, are, if the, they keep the kids quiet, they're yelling, please, 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 that most parents just give in and buy them that. And you're just mm-hmm. talking about diabetes at a later age, but it's, when does it start? I mean, you don't get diabetes overnight, do you? Well, we have, we have younger and younger type 2 diabetes which was an older mm-hmm. problem, like people were, their pancreas was not functioning. Now it, it's in, in young kids, but it's the same thing. It's obesity, it's uh, not moving enough. I, I call that aisle the carbs eye, and I, I, I don't even go. When I pass in front, I'm like, okay, carbs aisle, I just pass it. I don't go through that one. <laughs> hmm. But yeah, then, you know, they're, they're go going after all kinds of of. of things that have cancer and then they're, they're giving warnings or banning them. But sugar is like the best drug and it's available everywhere. Hmm. And that's what's killing the yep. most people like before cigarettes even. So, yeah. Wow. I, I, I mentioned that in my book that I saw a woman in, in Guatemala during a mission and she was in, in not even 30 years old and she was blind from diabetes but she did not have insulin or anything for a year. And uh, we're suspecting that she was not diagnosed like soon enough because over there they don't have like healthcare at all, but she was blind from it at 30 years old. So it's serious. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And at 30, I mean, you still have like 70 years of life. Not yes. seeing. And over there they don't have streets and, and, you know, uh, red lights and everything. It's, you know, all for yourself. <laughs> it's dirt road and, and cars and motorcycle going around, so it's very dangerous. So, yeah. I, I have a friend that owns a, a vitamin shop, and in there, his major clientele are like 40 and older women and men, mostly women, and they're, they're looking for supplements, what have you. But when he taught, he's a, a nutritionist. They also talk about the, a laundry list of, of medications that they're also taking. And so does the medications also affect the eyes? Oh, definitely. I have a whole chapter in the book about that because um, it, it goes from, you know, seeing blurry to being blind. Okay, so again, the extreme. But yes, and I, nobody looks at the side effects when they just pop the pill and and like I said, most pills will just treat the symptoms, and then you have side effects on a pill, so you take a second pill, and then you take a third pill. As you can see, I'm not really like, into <laughs> that part of traditional medicine, like for every symptom there's a pill, because then it's, it's, a, it's a vicious cycle. Uh, honestly, I'm 54. I don't take any, anything. I take uh, two Advil per year when I party too much. That's it. But uh, I, don't, I don't take any medication. I don't need any medication. And I hope it stays that way for a long, long time, but I'm taking care of things. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you, and you have a, a sunny disposition, if I may say so. And so 
does your your temperament not just yours but everyone's does that also affect your eyes you were talking about in med school how most students they don't get enough sleep and that's a detriment to your life but it affected your Mm -hmm. eyes so could you talk a little bit about that well, I, I was in solo practice, so I was delivering babies. I, I delivered uh, between 150 to 200 per year. I, I delivered a total of 3,700 babies in, in my career. So um, being solo and, and my patients were going natural with the hypnosis and, and everything. So uh, the oxytocin, the hormones that triggers labor, starts peaks around 7 p.m. So most uh, natural labor will go during the night. So in a regular week, I would be woken up three to five times per week, uh, having to deliver a baby or somebody who's in false labor or blah, blah, blah. So I'm, I'm gifted, I'm, I'm blessed in the way that I could roll, go back to sleep and just roll back and, and like, and the nurses were saying, oh my God, the sun's getting up at 6 a.m. And I go, well, I only start my office at nine. I have two, hour, two hours and a half of sleep and I'll take it. So I'm, I'm blessed with being able to fall right back asleep, but there were days where I, I went 36 hours without sleeping, and then you can see your eyes are out of whack because you're tired, you're dehydrated, and you didn't get the, the REM sleep, the one that restores your body and everything. So yes, there's a, and, and I'm sure people feel that when they're really overly tired, your, your eyes get scratchy, and, and then you're, you're not seeing properly. I noticed that with kids, uh, I was just around a bunch of infants for the holidays, and, you know, they can't speak yet. They're only a couple of months old. But when they start rubbing their eyes, I knew it was time to put them down. Yes. <laughs> and then when you're sleeping, your, your, your eyelids are closed, so your, your tears are really doing their work. They're rejuvenating your eyes and everything. So you need your sleep, too. That's one thing for, for health and for eyes also. Mm. I just imagine you are- with little kids around you that's so cute <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I loved it it was like um, you know I mean they, they give you so much energy because they have so much energy to, just to keep up with them yep. and everything's so new they're a blank slate so yeah mm, really good time yeah <laughs> so so what about uh, you're talking about natural tears and some people can't cry so you're saying and Valentine's just passed so are you saying that guys <laughs> should take girls to see like those romantic comedies and drama so they can cry and it'll help their eyes. It, it does help that your eyes do to cry or just get an onion out and just chop it. That, that will get you crying. <laughs> but even <laughs> just blinking is also like a windshield washer of your eyes. So blinking is, is good too. But definitely sometimes if, if you feel like your eyes are, well, first don't rub your eyes because then you're, and, and in Guatemala, again, they don't have like roads, they have dirt roads. So, they all have conjunctivitis. So they scratch their, you know, they see dust, they scratch their eyes and say, stop scratching. I'll give you drops, but stop scratching for heaven's sake. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I used to live in Dominican Republic, so it was a lot of smog Ooh, and dirt nice. there. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so is that a, a side project for you going to Guatemala or are you going to a lot of different countries and promoting eye health? Uh, it, it's actually, I do medical missions, so it's general medical missions. I've been to um, many, many countries. I went to Haiti after the earthquake. I went there three times. Uh, I went to uh, Guatemala many, many times, Honduras, Bolivia, Nicaragua. We used to go to Mexico, but now it's kind of too hot zone to go there. 
but uh, we go around. And then I had a project with my father of building a school in Mexico, which we did. So that was really awesome. So, yes, I, I go around with groups to do medical missions. And the I study, that's a personal project that I'm doing just, you know, because I said, you know, I want, I want proof of concept. And I got it, like, way stronger and faster than I thought. So that was cool. <laughs> Absolutely. That sounds like a lot of fun. And I was wondering if you're seeing similar themes in, in these different areas of the world. Are they all having similar issues regarding their eye health? Yes, definitely. And uh, when I wanted my study, to start my study, I said, well, I asked the priest, can you say in church, like, whoever is over 40 and has trouble reading? And then I got, like, 200 people that signed up within, like, three days. So I was like, okay, this is so cool. Like, this is easy to do a study. Usually a medical study, they announce it on the radio forever. We need volunteers and this and that. So that was fun. Hmm. Yeah, I love that. And and conversely, here in the states, at the at your dollar store, uh, isn't that where a lot of people get their their glasses? What in your book you were talking about the rep that sells the glasses there, and they're looking at you know having a customer for thirty plus years if they start at forty. Uh, what was it like dealing with the reps to sell those reading glasses at your store? Yeah, it's kind of a conflict of interest now. I, I would have trouble uh, selling glasses, but they're actually big sellers. Like every day people would buy glasses. And I saw one customer that came in, and she was in her 40s, and she uh, grabbed a pair of one because they tried it, and then she says, oh, 1.5 is the one I see clearly. And she was with her mother that was buying 3.25, and I had to bite my tongue not to tell the younger one, well, buy 1.75, you're going to need it in a couple of months, looking at your mom, like... <laughs> And uh, William William Bates again was uh, he he did he said something very smart. He said uh, you can almost tell a person's age by the strength of their reading glasses, more or less a couple of years. So that was like, ooh, that's interesting. Wow. But that was before <laughs> me. That was before me because see, I don't wear anything, so I'm zero point zero zero zero, and I'm fifty four. So that doesn't work for me, and it it doesn't work for the people in, in group A in my study. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, because you're living proof, you know? Yes, yes. That, I, I love that. I, I love the fact that uh, you have the medical background. So you're, you know, it would be different if it were me, right? And I said that, but, I mean, who am I? I, I didn't go to school for it. And so for you to see both sides and, you can just see how how we're kind of programmed as to yeah I'm I'm this age and this is what happens like I just slowly deteriorate and it doesn't have to be the case. And and yes and no honestly because uh, like I said when I contacted my friends who ophthalmologists so they're specialists of the eyes they all said no you're doomed this is uh, irreversible and if you look on the internet right now the American Ophthalmologist Association says. It's an irreversible condition of the eye. You need reading glasses, LASIK, or contacts. So not having that background is actually good because you don't take for granted. And I'm a stubborn person. I don't take no for an answer. I just go by the back door and knock again and so forth. So not having the background of being uh, an ophthalmologist or even, well, optometrist or, you know, eye doctor, they, they have a store of eyeglasses, honestly. <laughs> it's more like a business. Mm. But uh, not having that background helped me question because if I had been trained for, for you know, 
saying this is how it is and there's nothing we can do about it, I would not have most probably questioned it. But now that I, I was a family doctor and, and the background of hypnosis also saying, well, you know, um, whatever you want to conceive and, and believe you can achieve, that's, that's a strong mm -hmm. Yeah. The other thing is um, that I wanted to ask you that I learned from reading your book is that some doctors retire and some just leave the business altogether. And there's a fine line of that. Could you explain the reason why uh, you're no longer a doctor? Well, I'm still a doctor because they didn't brainwash me out. Like <laughs> I still yeah. have the knowledge. But um, being in, in solo practice, uh, I was told, and, and it was all kinds of numbers anniversary. I turned 50. Uh, it was 25 years of practice, and many people retire after 25 years of being, like, at the post office or school teacher or whatever. And then uh, my last kid, I have four kids. They uh, got out of the house. So I said, I'm not going to stay in the house finding an empty nest. So let's go to Florida. Let's open a store and do something different. <laughs> Nice, nice. And the the point I, I was trying to get at was you were saying that if you retire and you still use your license, you have to get approval for things that you yes, submit as yes. far as the, content. The, the, yes, the doctor police still can say, you cannot say this, you cannot say that. Right now, since I, um, I'm, I'm retired because I'm not working as a doctor except for the medical missions, but I also resign, so my uh, college cannot come after me saying, okay, you, unless I would practice medicine, which I, I don't, uh, like mm -hmm. in the U.S. or Canada, whatever. But um, now I have liberty of speech and, you know, saying, okay, well, maybe you don't need reading glasses. Well, no, maybe you don't need reading glasses. LASIK has side effects. Uh, it, some people were not happy with LASIK. Some are, 90% are, that's for sure. And the uh, same thing with contacts. And, and some people have had severe infections with contacts. So I have liberty of speech, which allowed me to write the book, because if I was in full-time practice, I'm sure I would have had a letter or and or a phone call saying, okay, we would like to discuss what you said in your book and blah, blah, blah. Mm. Yeah, no, I think and that then, was good to, to highlight. Yes, and then it's preventing people from getting, you know, that information. It's not for everybody. Some people will say, no, I need reading glasses. She's stupid, and that's it, and I'm fine with that. But other people, and that's my, my goal, I, I will have opened a door just like you are open to the concept of saying, okay, there's something there that's interesting. I'll, next time I'll think about reaching for my reading glasses, I'll think about it. Yes, I'll drink more. Yes, I'll do more eye exercises. So it, it's, it's there. <laughs> when you said drink more, it made, me, it made me think of when I moved back to the state from from the DR and so people took me out to the bar to drink and stuff and they were like what do you want to drink and I, and I said water and so I, I wanted to know your your take of them not not I don't want to make a generalization but what is the level of knowledge or access to clean water and how do they make that that connection between clean water and eye health in these different countries where you do your medical missions well, in third world countries, the world is not uh, purified, so they get yeast infection, they get parasites, and then we go there, we give them pills against parasites, it's going to work for a month, and then they're going to re-drink the water. And we've seen people uh, in the river, one is 
doing their business, and down the stream, the other one is washing her, uh, washing her dishes. And, you know, it's the same water. So, uh, and there's a lot of education. You have to tell them to boil the water. But then um, they don't have stove. They have, um, uh, they do fire in there, and they inhale the smoke. So that's a different health issue. And you have to work with what they have. Um, some people have filters, but very, very rarely. So most have like unfiltered water, which is really bad for your health because then you have like parasites and all kinds of uh, bad stuff. So again, it, it's not good for their eyes either, but uh, that's not the worst. It, it's mainly their digestive tract that's really, really messed up. Mm -hmm. When you do the medical missions, do you partner with other doctors? Like you talk about eye health and someone else may talk about, like you said, digestion and, and overall uh, food health? Yes. Actually, we're a team and it, it's, uh, there's a lot of medical missions that are led by Catholic uh, groups, so I just hook up with one in, in Texas. And um, we have our pharmacy, we have our dentists, and, and they, the dentists only do extraction all day long. They just like yank, yank, yank. <laughs> it's really awful. And uh, we have uh, our nurses, and we have uh, the Lions Club usually comes and, and fits uh, eyeglasses for, for people. And I do usually regular consultation for women and children. Oh, cool, cool. When you're talking about the dentist, I thought of the medical tourism where a lot of Americans go to these different countries to get their, their dental work done. Why so not? Because it, it's... It's really cheap, and some Mexican dentists, because in our mission, um, a group of Mes Mexican dentists uh, join us, and they're really qualified, and, you know, their prices mm -hmm. are really, really cheap, <laughs> so, uh, and, and I'm Canadian, so we have, we have a card, we have Medicare, so it, it's not the same um, issues that, that we have, definitely. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, and mm -hmm. I, I, <laughs> we don't have to talk about it, but I was just... I was laughing at one of the conferences in your book where uh, you guys were there with the other dentists and they were looking under the microscope and saw some, saw some things that shouldn't have been there. Yeah. <laughs> well, it seems like you really read the whole book, which is impressive because usually people are that, that do interviews, they're so busy, they, they, they slide through it and they just get the, the, but you really read it all, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Well, and, and to tell you, to show that I read the book, I, this is my last question, and it's not even related to eyes, um, because it, it mm -hmm. made me think of the little things that people close to us do that they are not even aware of that mean so much to us. And you had highlighted, uh, I think it was your youngest child who is busy like everyone else, but actually took the time to read your book as soon as they had their hands on it. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. That, that was my daughter, Stephanie, uh, and she read it in, within a couple of hours, and that meant the world to me uh, because, uh, yes, I want to get my message out, but knowing that my daughter and, and my kids are, are always, like, so proud of me and, and supportive and everything, so that's good. That, that's what keeps me going. And honestly, I, I stumbled uh, on this problem because I lived it, and, and then I stumbled on the answers, and I said, uh, it's not in my life plan, but I have to share it with people. So I'm, I'm glad you're giving me that opportunity because people need to know that there's another option right there that's the natural option and that 
it works. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, and, and uh, mm-hmm. thanks for taking the time. The only thing that we didn't cover, because uh, you talked about your supplement and you have eye drops, and to learn more about getting your book and what have you, uh, this will be a perfect time to talk about where they can pick up the book or your, your supplements or your eye drops. Okay. The book is on Amazon, so that's uh, everybody knows Amazon by now. And uh, for the uh, supplements and the eye drops, and I also have, if, if you guys are busy, I have a 14-page report where I condense everything, all the information, the four secrets, and the bonus eye exercises sheets. Because, and I don't want anybody to do the exercises looking at their screen. They're arming their eyes. They have to print the sheets. <laughs> Let me be very clear about that. So uh, mm-hmm. that would be on my website. It's doctor, so D-R, the letter C, better.com. So drcbetter.com. Oh, okay. And I guess one last stereotype, is the, does the C stand for carrot? No, it's actually it's a play of word with the seeing better. I know. There I you go. Know. And <laughs> if people miss if people misspell it like D O C T O R, they're still gonna go on my website. If they write S E C E, they're gonna go on my website. So I did all the misspelling, so you're covered. <laughs> oh, very nice, very nice. Well, <laughs> we are at the top of the hour. I, I do want to say, oh, uh, wow. Dr. Fizet, it, it was a pleasure speaking with you. So. Uh, yes. We'd love to have you back on sometime in the future to hear more about your medical missions, how uh, we could potentially be a part of it or contribute in some way or some fashion. I know a lot of people in the audience are from all over the world, so any way that they can contribute would be phenomenal. Yes, definitely. Or hypnosis, if you're interested. I could talk about hypnosis forever. I, it's another passion that I have. It's, it's such a phenomenal thing, and it's natural, and it's so impressive. Oh, okay. Then maybe I'll reach out to you for that, and we'll do that as a separate mm-hmm. interview. Because awesome. I've had women, well, uh, because I, I have a hypnosis for childbirth program, I've had women laughing while the baby was coming out. No anesthesia. Oh, wow. So that's, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's huge in itself. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Mm. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll reach out to you in the future to talk about that. That's great. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, you have been in tune to another episode of Intrinsic Motivation from a Homie's Perspective. This is Hamza, Dr. Natalie Fazay. It was a pleasure. Let's stay in touch. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Cheers. Bye.